This podcast is a feature segment pulled right from the full Green Divas radio show. Enjoy. Well, it's always a good day at Green Divas Studio when I have one of my very favorite people and Green Divas on the planet, Harriet Sugarman, Climate Mama's in the house. <laughs> so happy to be here. It's nice to see your face in, you know, live and in person. So good to be here live and in person and to see you and to be with you. Right. I mean, it's nice that we have the social media thing. It is a nice way to stay connected, and it's got great value in many ways, despite the recent poop storm (laughs) (laughs) that I banished myself from Facebook because I was like, I can't. I can't behave properly. I have to. I I was this very same way, you know, after the election. I was like, I needed to step back. And so I think that you and I and many other people are trying to reconnect in person, which is so great that we. It's important. You know, I appreciate being invited here and having the opportunity to to see you and to talk to you face to face because sometimes that social media what we say and what we do yeah it's just not enough necessarily there needs to be well and when i think about people that i want to connect to and i have thought about that like okay you know i have to find my people i need a hug from people and i need to be it's just a different energy than social media. And you were at the top of the list because you're a sweet soul who's like in the thick of making a difference, at least around here and definitely around the country and the world. As far as I know, Climate Mom was pretty, pretty out there. Well, that's a pretty big compliment from the Green Diva. Uh, so thanks, Green Diva Meg. So we thought that, you know, you and I thought, well, we should sit and talk about concrete ways that people can take action because this election you know this is we're not going to sugarcoat it this is on the heels of a very very hostile election season and 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 some shocking shocking news of course and woke up to on wednesday morning or if you stayed up and watched it i'm just stunned still i know and i think so many people feel that way feel kind of paralyzed like okay you know, all these things that I worked on and worked for, are they going to not only are they going to be validated, are they going to just be disappear? Is it well, still going to matter? You know, yeah. as, a, as a climate mama, is climate change, it's not real. Let's get over that. Yeah. We know, you know, the yeah. facts are the facts. And I know that there's a lot of people in the country who are celebrating this and they want to change. I'm not sure they understand what they're getting, but that's another story. Those of us, Climate Mama and I in particular, and, and, and many of you who will listen to this, are concerned. If you're concerned about climate, if you're concerned about social justice, if you're concerned about so many of the things that we've been working hard to make progress in not only growing awareness but legislation and clearly in his agenda for the first 100 days as he's declaring – that he is going to uh, pretty much reverse almost all the climate, the energy stuff. Forget Obama's clean energy plan. Bye-bye. As much as he's able to eliminate, he wants to bring back coal. He's very committed to reinvigorating the coal industry, which doesn't make any sense on any level because it's not the it's not the cheapest form of energy out there anyway. 
Exactly. And and so I think that, that we have to take a pause yeah. and a deep breath. Yeah, because I was already ranting, right? Well, <laughs> well, you know what? It's it's an easy thing to do because we've heard all this stuff. But mm-hmm. reality is a whole different thing, as we know. And so when it comes to governing and it comes to rules that are there and that are in place and it comes to the economy, because that was a big issue for so many people. Right. You, and you mentioned the coal industry. The coal industry, you know what? It's not gone because of rules that were set by Obama. It's gone. It's not economically viable. Right. And so there are, you can't just bring it back because you say you're going to bring it back. Um, mm-hmm. it is, there isn't a space for that. And a lot of these things, I think we just need right. to, you know, let's see and let's be vigilant. Let's have our eyes open. Yeah. Let's stay involved. And we're going to continue because what we're working on and the legislation we've fought hard for can't just be dismantled overnight. It can't. It, it, it isn't Some of actually... it can, unfortunately, but much of it cannot be. It's not easy. And I think he's going to find that. You know, I, I get pieced out and I'm like, OK, 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 we're, we're going to get through this. We're going to get through this. And then I see like some news float by and I'm trying not to pay attention. But, you know, I do turn on the radio from time to time. And, and a new appointment or, you know, and I'm like, what? Wait, what? <laughs> it's, so, it, it's so true. And but then I think we have to also hold on to that positive news or things. You know, yeah, recently yeah. was the uh, big meetings in Marrakesh, which passed everybody by yeah. because got overshadowed, we, it right. completely got overshadowed. But I caught also something in the news about the representative from California from Vermont and from Washington State that were there talking about the amazing progress that's been made in the U.S. on renewable energy from places like Texas. They don't talk about climate change, but they're the biggest producers of renewable energy in our country. So those things aren't going to stop. And these representatives of these states said, well, okay, you know, the federal government can pull out or do whatever it wants. But but if you take the states of New York, of New Jersey, of California, of some yeah. of the, you know, of Texas, of Iowa, where they're producing big wind energy, mm-hmm. you know, that's not stopping and, you're, and it's continuing. So yeah. we should hold heart to that, that yes. those things are moving and they're not going to be reversed. They can't be. Well, and so, you know, we thought, let's talk, let's today, let's kind of pick, you know, pick some things that we feel we can recommend, because I think so many people feel kind of hopeless and and frustrated, maybe angry. And, you know, there's a lot of people taking to the streets, which I think has its place. But uh, I think some of it is because people don't know what they can do. And it's taken me a while to get centered and kind of find my way in terms of what where can I be most effective. So I know you had something lovely to read to us, and we didn't read it yet. So We didn't. Well, this was uh, <laughs> <laughs> because I think that we do. Let, let's talk about some of those positive things that yeah. we have to say as well, too. But So this is back to the climate uh, issue, but I think it's uh, broad-based about some of these things. And this was in a uh, recent article that was in The Guardian, and it was uh, a quote by Dr. Gavin Schmidt, who's the director of the NASA Goddard Institute. And he said that the point is simple. The climate is changing, and you can try to deny it. You can appoint people who don't care about it into positions of power. But regardless, nature has the last vote on this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, pretty profound, but it's really true. So we got to deal in reality yeah. um, and the facts. Yeah, and and so my personal goal is to try to remain positive, find pockets of optimism I can kind of hang on to as life rafts when these waves of 
just crazy town comes flying by. So I, I had re- recently written a post about this, and then Harriet and I thought, let's discuss, because I know Harriet's got some great ideas of things we can do to be a positive force. Yeah, exactly. And I think that we have to remember that. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on that isn't good. And we can't lose sight of that or shut our eyes to that and that we need to be really vigilant about. Um, But in terms of moving forward on those kinds of things that we care about, what happens now at the local level, at the regional level, at the state level is more important than it ever was. And there's a lot of power that rests at the local level, at the regional level, that's already instituted through laws, through the way things work in terms of home rule in different states. There's a lot of things that we can do and places that we can get involved with. So find your passion. And you know it's going to be different for everybody, but we need to um, find perhaps those local organizations, local chapters of national organizations that we've supported monetarily in the past or, you know, that we get some you know, of our fact-based information from. They have local chapters, get involved with them or get involved really at a very local level and and we can move things forward and maybe that in the next four years is where some of us are going to be looking into as others, you know, continue to fight those battles, keep moving forward. Well, it's interesting because I think getting active is, I, I really believe that we're hitting this cultural bottom of sorts. It's not all bad. There's there's going to be good that comes out. And one of the things is it's a huge wake-up call and a call to action because I consider myself, I never really consider myself an activist, although I, I lean towards certain things that, that support uh, you know, you're the activist. You go out and march, man. You're out there, and I, I always have to like, if I feel like I got to do something, I just got to call Harriet and find out. So, when's the next like, you know, Algonquin Pipeline thing? Uh, but for me, I have felt the call to get to step up my game and to take more action. So maybe you've never been an activist but you're really concerned about what's happening, whether it's the environment or social justice issues or immigration. Find whatever it is that that that, that you can do and step up your game. A hundred percent. And I think and it, you're uh, that's exactly how I feel. And I think that you're right on. And I, I think there is so much opportunity out there. And I think we get in certain parts of this country just kind of complacent that somebody, you know, is looking after us, minding the store. And this was a wake up call Mm -hmm. for all of us that Mm -hmm. stuff happens. And if you want to make change, you have to be part of that change. Participation. Kind of backing up a little bit, it almost feels like, you know, we have to identify within ourselves, you know, what's happening and and the, the, the anxiety level. What's, what's really triggering this stuff? Where am I passionate? And I, I had to banish myself from Facebook because I was just kind of getting triggered and reacting. And a lot of people are just reacting emotionally. You know, your side, my side, that is bad and he is this. And I thought, I need to just stop and get centered. In whatever way you do that, I needed to spend more time talking to my animals because they're pretty calm. My cats are a little weird, but, you know. And and walked in the woods, ran in the woods, uh, meditate. Do the things that nurture me to be calm because it's from that place that I'm able to say, all right, now I know I need to call Harriet. 
<laughs> I got the inspiration to call Harriet. And, and you know, Harriet and I had a lovely lunch before we came into the studio and she she dropped an idea on me that was so that was so clear that that is the next thing I can do. But if I'm frantic and, and, and in anxiety and stress about it all, I'm not going to get that. I'm not going to get that. In, that's for me personally. I don't know how it works for you, but find it. Find your peaceful center because that's where stuff will start to happen. I am completely with you. And I also felt really paralyzed last week and or, uh, after the election. And I think that we need to, you know, as a wake-up call, as we talked about, but remind ourselves that we, if we don't take care of ourselves, then we can't take care of others. And I think, you know, you and I have talked about that too in terms of as a, as a parent and as things I talk about with Climate Mama, that when we want to take care of Mother Earth and we want to take care of our own families, if we don't take care of ourselves, if we don't remind ourselves what's important uh, to us and really connect, touch that tree, uh, run out in that grass, smell the air, the clean air, drink the water, mm-hmm. we then will get pulled in a million different directions and and maybe not be effective or mm-hmm. certainly not be mm-hmm. our most effective. So I think this is a wake-up call. Find what you are passionate about, but you've got to heal yourself and center yourself first. Yeah. And Fill yourself up first. It's like that airplane analogy when they say, you know, and if there cabin pressure, you know, blah, 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 put the mask on yourself first. Not your children, because if you don't, then nobody's getting helped. Exactly, <laughs> and we're and we're in a marathon. It's the yeah. race of our lives, right? This yeah. is going to continue. Pace yourself, forever. people. Pace yourself. Yes. You know, the next thing that occurred to me, you talked about being a mother, and there is that analogy: we have to take care of ourselves and then our kids. But I think that is sort of the first layer is our inner world, and the next layer is our immediate family and our the family that we choose to live with or have by blood. And how we talk to them and interact with them is probably the next layer, right? Yeah, and we talked about that, that the uh, holidays are coming up and <laughs> that, uh, you know, there's that Uncle Bob that's coming at the table that really, you know, you and he are polar opposites. But yeah. And sometimes we just talk at each other. And I think it's a time, and that's been a wake-up call for all of us, too, to listen. Mm-hmm. Just sit there and listen. Let's listen to each I other. I like that idea. And and hear what people are saying. So not only are we listening, we're hearing, yeah. and then we're speaking. Well, and maybe declare a moment of truce for the sake of family and gratitude and finding the common ground that we all do have. And I mean, I think for me, what I have to do in those situations is veer away from the controversy for the sake of the greater group, the whole family, so things don't fly across the room and aren't said and just find the common ground hey this stuffing is fantastic (laughs) right i don't know whatever it is even if it's superficial for a day let's just find and look for common ground because that's from that's where things will will blossom in in a more positive way exactly and and it may be that where you think you're on you know ones on polar opposites or we're on different planets that in fact it's just a different way that we have of looking at things and when we pull back to you know love of our family of planet earth that there sometimes are ways that we can 
meet and we didn't expect it. Yes. Yes. I mean, probably at our core, everybody wants the same thing. They want peace. They want comfort. They want a safe place for their children. And we just have different ways of kind of getting there and different ideas about how to achieve that for the most part. Then that's the next thing I wanted to, I think that in that layer of family is talking to our children. I have heard so many parents distressed because their children, my grandson, six years old. Okay. I'm not kidding. I am not kidding. I have this on video was in tears because of what he's heard about what this means, not just from his mother, perhaps, but I think the world at large has a lot to say and they pick up what they pick up. But he was genuinely scared that this was happening, that, that, that Trump was president to him was a terrifying prospect. And my little granddaughter, who's five, looked in the camera and said, oh, well, yeah, he's going to make it okay to punch people and you don't have to go to jail for it. I mean, I don't know where they get this stuff. Well, they get it from the news. They get it from their parents. They get it because they're just listening. And and fortunately, there was a lot of bad behavior and a lot of terrible things that were given, you know, license to be said. And it is is tough. And there's a lot of those discussions happening in families. And, you know, from your little grandson crying to somebody else's grandson emboldened because it somehow, you know, mm. again, he's just mimicking his parents and what right. was out there. And um, Oh, the stories of what's going on in schools and from from elementary schools right on up into colleges where people are abusing uh, and they're using hate language and, and they feel emboldened, like you said, to go out and say, like, hey, you don't belong here. Exactly. And I think that, you know, as we find our place and center ourselves and figure out where we're going to put our passions in, that cannot be forgotten. And, you know, we were talking about um, over lunch about those three wise monkeys where you hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. You know what? If we hear evil, yeah. uh, we have to we have to talk about it. And yeah. if we see it, we have to act against it. Yes. Um, and we have to speak out. So all of those things, and we have to speak to, to reality and to facts. And different from those feelings, but we have to remind our children and ourselves that you can't just make it up. Or if, even if it is made up and you just somehow you know, go forward. We, we, we can't, there are the re- reasons things happen and reason things are science. We need to talk to right. what is the facts. Be well, it- in other words, we have to do our homework. Yes. I think you have to be fairly well informed. You can't just go out there and scream, it's wrong, it's wrong, it's wrong. I mean, okay, but why? Right. You know, uh, why do you believe what you're saying is right? And Right. And back to that, you know, talking, pulling ourselves off social media or, you know, being in that same echo chamber that I think that wake up call as well, that we need to do our research Mm -hmm. um, and have our facts when we're talking to our family and to our kids about these things that we're talking about. And, you know, there's people saying, well, look at you can succeed without doing your homework um, because we. Yeah. Great. Well, that's just a a sad, sad commentary on a potential leader of the country, leader of the free world is now, you know, an example of how to succeed by not doing your homework. Right. (laughs) So we we have to step back from that and take a deep breath and and just remind ourselves and our children that moving forward, because we need to be vigilant to stop things that aren't factually based from Mm -hmm. moving forward, laws, ideas, emotions, etc. We do need to do our homework. It's the right yeah. thing 
not only the right thing to do, it's what we all have to do. And we have to hold our government um, to uh, up to that same standard as well, too. Well, and as much as we're talking about not participating in the hate rhetoric, not participating and, and being a positive force when you see it out there, because like you said, not saying anything and walking away is at this point uh, participating in it, unless it's a dangerous situation in which you have to find some help, I guess, in some way. But I have seen people like us, or I want to say on our side, if you will, maybe they're Hillary, maybe they're Bernie, I don't know, but they weren't Trump people, who are just as vile right. and just as hateful and and saying kind of ignorant statements, lobbing these things over to the other side in social media or other circumstances. And it's not helpful, people. It is not helpful. <laughs> it is not helpful. And I think that on some of those things that we've been working on, be it toxins or climate policy or energy policy that, you know, that we have to take the partisanship out of it. Mm -hmm. And we just have to look at doing what is Mm -hmm. going to heal not only people's bodies, but our planet Earth. And Mm -hmm. there on many of those things, it isn't like there are, you know, options on both sides, we should all be able to come together on what, how we can properly move forward in a positive way. It is slow, right? It, it, and it's frustrating because everybody should see that. Yeah. Um, but we get stuck up in all the craziness. So can is there a way for us to be a positive voice moving forward to help our families and our friends and move out beyond that, right? right so start right. at the local yeah. um, and start at home and then... It'll ripple out from there. It does. It really does. Uh, I, you know, I've had I've had a difficult time because with the Green Divas, we're global, and we really do have people all over the the world that listen. But I want to be more focused in my local community, and uh, I, I feel really that call right now to to get more involved. And I don't know what that means yet, except that I know I'm going to work with you on a couple of things, and and that'll that has inspired me. Yeah, I just encourage people to be kind, be respectful, or be quiet. Right. <laughs> so, I, mean, I just couldn't yes. think of anything else, but I'm like, God, you know, if you can't be kind and 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 respectful, even if you're passionate, you can still be respectful. Absolutely, and don't blurt it out from an angry place. Right. Um, Take some it, time. Because it is a time where we're so filled with so much emotion, mm-hmm. and um, it is... We all need therapy. You know what I mean? Like we all need a therapist we can call and say, like, I got to get this out. Oh, my God. Blah, 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 blah. And then you can, like, respond calmly. I'm sorry you feel that way. This is why I do what I do. Yeah. Whatever. So, so I think – Oh, you know what? I did hear that there was someone was starting a 12-step program for uh, post-election trauma. <laughs> you know what? I'm sure there's good. some good stuff there. That's yeah. pretty funny, actually. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, Harriet, what any any final words of wisdom before we leave our our people? Well, I think I, I just back to what we've just been talking about for you know the last few minutes is that take time for yourself, heal yourself, find what you're passionate about, and jump in with both feet. And you have to speak the truth. You have to act on it, and we can't be afraid moving forward. Mm-hmm. So you know that's yeah. our climate mama motto and i i truly believe that it fits so well now huge we didn't even touch on the fear-based part of all of this and that i think when we find our center we tend to be less afraid for me anyway because i'm like okay 
Fear's not real. It's just like the boogeyman most of the time. There are things to be concerned about and take action on, but fear is not necessarily productive. Right, and and uh, as we talked about too, though, that there are people out there that are afraid, yeah. and we need to be supportive yeah. and be there to, to be witnesses and mm-hmm. to step in too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we just need to face all of those things. Well, there are people. Let's not, let's not pretend there aren't people in the world and in this country who are literally being threatened and, exactly. and are afraid yes. for, for their lives and their safety and their families. Yes. And so we do, those of us that, that don't have to live with that kind of security, real fear, do have to step up and take action on, on, on the behalf of those that can't or really need our help. We have to. And and we're finding, too, all of us, right, that it is our friends that are being threatened yeah. and people that we know, too. And it's happening everywhere. But it's also the goodness of, of things that are people yeah. are stepping out yeah. and stepping out. And, I, and we'll see that, too. We need time to watch how things unfold. But we need to be ready to step in mm-hmm. um, from whatever side. So, Well, Harriet, as always, very inspiring. I love having you here. So we have to do this more often. Just saying. I love being here. (laughs) And you can get a more Harriet. You can get more Climate Mama at climatemama.com. All right. Thanks, people. Peace out. The podcast you just listened to was a feature segment pulled right from the Green Divas radio show. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Green Divas radio show. Access our huge catalog of podcasts on demand on your favorite podcast network, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, SoundCloud, and of course, along with all kinds of great posts about living a deeper shade of green on thegreendivas.com. That's T-H-E, greendivas.com. Greendivas.com.